Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Bravo Tea with Jared B. Uh, This was a different kind of episode, not jam-packed like Wednesday's episode, or I guess that episode came out on Thursday. Sorry about that. I was a little tardy for the party, and I was up recording until 3 o'clock in the morning. Don't ask. It was a very long day on Tuesday. But... This podcast episode should come out on time, and if not, oh well. (laughs) But on this episode, I don't have any Bravo news for you, at least not anything worth mentioning, but I do have a full recap of this episode of The Real Housewives of Orange County, and I kind of feel bad because I feel like I went in on Gina a little bit, and I feel like I'm lacking sensitivity to what she has been through, but Gina is getting on my damn nerves, okay? (laughs) She's getting on my nerves. So let's uh, get into the show. So let's get into the Real Housewives of Orange County. This is season 17, episode 6, titled Big Trouble in Big Sky. So we continue off with Gina's meltdown from last week. Gina says that she hates to admit the fact that she's still struggling with the infidelity in her marriage to her ex-husband, Matt. And listen... I feel for Gina. I really do. I'm not married. I don't know what it's like to be in a marriage. Uh, I don't know what it's like to end a marriage. And I also have not been a victim of domestic violence like Gina has. These are very serious things for a person to deal with. And so I don't want to sit here and negate what Gina has been through. However, I'm still confused about what Gina has given us this season thus far. Because if you have watched this season, then you know Gina has mentioned several times that the discussion of Jen's affair of the Real Housewives of Orange County. It was in season 13 that we learned that Gina was going to file for divorce from her ex-husband, Matt, due to an extramarital affair. This is the reason why Gina says she's triggered by the discussion of Jen's affair with her boyfriend, Ryan. I'll get back to that in a moment. In the first episode of this season, Gina shared with us that she is California sober, meaning that she's given up alcohol, but she's okay with the use of cannabis. Gina shares a couple of episodes into this season that her her co-parenting relationship with her ex-husband, Matt, is good. Gina even does TikToks with Matt's girlfriend, and Gina has shared that she is helping Matt get his record expunged because in June of 2019, Matt received two felony charges for domestic violence and false imprisonment. So now, back to Gina. She's triggered by Jen's affair. And in the last episode of The Real Housewives of Orange County on a girls camping trip in Montana, Gina is crying in a dune buggy saying that she wants to call her boyfriend Travis because she's emotionally distraught over the discussion of Jen's affair. So my question is, if Gina and her ex-husband Matt are on good terms, if Gina is helping Matt get his felony record expunged, and if Gina is in a healthy and loving relationship with her current boyfriend Travis, then why is Gina so triggered by Jen's affair? What is Gina not telling us? 
So on June 13th of 2022, Radar Online reported that the Real Housewife of Orange County star Gina Kirschenheider allegedly pushed her boyfriend Travis Mullen down the stairs in a domestic incident with the kids present. And this was claimed by the ex of Gina's boyfriend, Travis. Radar Online obtained Travis's estranged wife, Megan Mullen's response to his request for an emergency investigation after claiming that she's keeping his kids from him, alleging their oldest child witnessed a scary domestic incident between Gina and Travis. A source close to Gina told RadarOnline.com that the allegations are false, without merit, and a desperate attempt to drag their names through the mud and their ongoing custody issues. The insider pointed out that Gina is a survivor of domestic violence, which we know, insisting that she would never do something like this to Travis. But according to the legal documents, their daughter witness Gina, and this is the daughter, I believe, of Travis and his ex, Megan. Their daughter witnessed Gina push Travis down the stairs, banging his head on the wall, and there were chairs being thrown, pictures off the wall, and Megan claimed that the other kids heard the argument and banging through the room they were all huddled in. My question is, What is Gina not talking about this season on The Real Housewives of Orange County? Is this the reason why Gina is now California sober? Is Gina using her emotions about Jen's affair to deflect from the story that she's not telling us? And why didn't production ask Gina about this incident when filming for this current season of The Real Housewives of Orange County? Because Gina could have answered it in a confessional. She could have said, listen, I don't even want to bring this up. It's bullshit. It's, it's not true. Something. But we have gotten nothing but these random emotions from Gina. And so, like, I'm wondering what in the hell is going on? But moving on from Gina, <laughs> we have Tamara Shannon and Taylor in a tent gossiping about Jen, of course. Tamara decides to share more with us about what she knows about Jen's life. And Tamara says that Jen is not the only married woman that Jen's boyfriend, Ryan, has had sex with at Tamara's gym. Then Tamara says in her confessional that if she didn't care about Jen, then she wouldn't talk about it. But because she cares about Jen and because she cares about her family, she is talking about it. Yes, Tamara, you care about Jen so much that you have revealed so much dirty laundry about Jen on national television and not even while Jen is around. It's to the other ladies in the group. So my friend of the year award goes to Tamara Judge, because if that's a friend, then I need to get new ones because no one is putting my dirty laundry out on the street. No one's talking about my business around town. No one's throwing me under the bus and accusing my partner, even though I don't have a partner, of cheating around town and sleeping with married people and sending, you know, um, nude pics to other people on Snapchat. So my friend of the year award goes to Tamara Judge. I'll send it to her in the mail. To two T's in a pod. 
a podcast that I also enjoy listening to, even though Cynthia Bailey is doing a very good job uh, recapping Real Housewives of Orange County with Teddy. Doing a very good job. So shout out to former Real Housewives of Atlanta, Cynthia Bailey. Um, So back to the show at hand. So all the ladies congregate around the campfire and Heather Dubrow is like, let's smoke a joint. And Heather says that she thinks it's fun to whip out a joint once in a while and have a little puff. And then we see a clip of Heather spending almost $500 in cash at a dispensary. So to me, based on the amount of money she's dropping at a dispensary, uh, Heather Dubrow enjoys more than a little puff. uh, Because a little puff is like maybe, you know, $50, maybe $100. I would say $150. But $500? You're building a stash, Heather Dubrow. (laughs) You were building a weed stash. And I'm not mad at you. Enjoy it, okay? I don't really know who this Heather Dubrow is, but I like her. And I say that because I've always felt like Heather was uptight and snobby and needed to lighten up and have a little fun. So I love seeing this Heather Dubrow that suggests they smoke a joint. And I also didn't know that weed is legal recreationally in the state of Montana. So good for Montana. Other states in this country need to get it together because it is ridiculous that cannabis is not legal recreationally in the United States of America. This country could be making bank on this new cash crop. Bank. But politics will always politics. Politics will always politic. Excuse me. So we get to the next morning in Montana. And, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, jumped ahead. Um, oh, yes. The ladies decide that they're not sleeping in the tent. So they go back to their house. And Heather suggests smoking another joint. You see, this is why I write down my notes. Because if I did not, I would be all over the place. But my notes keep me on a steady pace. Shout out to my notes. So we get to the next morning in Montana, and Jen calls her boyfriend, Ryan, and opens up about the prior night. She gets emotional because she's confused about her friend Tamara's motives, and she's questioning everything, as she should. I personally would love to be a fly on the wall when Jen is watching these episodes back, because if she's confused about the things Tamara's saying when she's around, wait until she sees what Tamara's saying when she's not around. That reunion is going to be good, and I hope Jen uh, is preparing to show up and show out and call Tamara out. Because if Jen does not have a great defense for her life and the personal information that has been shared on this show via Tamara, then Tamara's going to eat her alive at this reunion. And we're all going to just sit back and watch and kind of enjoy it. So, Jen, I hope you were getting yourself prepared for this reunion. Write down some notes, have your talking points, like do something because you were not helping yourself. But I understand you're a first time housewife. But your girl Tamara is not helping you out at all. She is throwing you under the bus and she has driven over you several times. You are now in the ER in a trauma center trying to recover for your life. Trying to recover for your life. (laughs) So we move on to the outdoor group activities. Tamara, Jen, and Taylor decide to go whitewater rafting and Heather, Gina, and Shannon go fly fishing. 
I got to be honest, I don't know which one I would rather do because I prefer to be on a boat in the ocean. And it's not that I don't enjoy getting in bodies of water like a lake or a river or ocean. I love to be on a boat and jump into the ocean. A river... Listen, I've floated down the Chattahoochee River here in Georgia many times. And even though it's a fun experience, you still like, listen, our Chattahoochee River, you can't see through it. So you don't know what's swimming by. We got water moccasins, these, uh, you know, snakes that bite you in the river. You know, you can run into a beaver in the river. You know, there's a lot of things happening in a river. And you might think, Jared, but you like in you know, jumping in the ocean and there's sharks and other things that are not in rivers and lakes. Listen, I know it doesn't make sense, but I prefer a boat on the ocean. But then the chaos ensues and the ladies start freaking out, going over the rapids and they start spinning around because no one is paddling in the right direction because they're screaming. Now, watching this scene, this actually looks like a lot of fun. I just wouldn't want to be with a group of people like are going river rafting right now with Tamara, Jen and Taylor. I would not want to be with them because I would be like, uh, listen, you guys need to get it together. Stop freaking out and let's paddle. So we're not spinning, spinning around in the river. And then the ladies that are fly fishing, they're falling in the water because they can't walk in the river. And then (laughs) we go back to the ladies whitewater rafting and they get an unexpected peep show from their instructor, Kevin, because his balls are hanging out of his shorts. Hello, Kevin. Kevin! I think of that moment in Home Alone. Kevin! (laughs) I love that movie. Home Alone? Uh And the holidays are approaching. I know it's mid-July, but you know, the holidays are approaching. So I can't wait for Home Alone 1 and 2. And you know what? I even like Home Alone 3. Home Alone 4, I've seen it many times. It doesn't hit like Home Alone 1, 2, and 3. It just doesn't hit. But shout out to the Home Alone franchise. Um, so then we get back to the ranch and the ladies are having their final dinner in Montana. Gina comes up with the idea to give their highs and lows from the Montana trip. Now, if you don't know this, this is a typical housewife move at group dinners because a housewife will bring up a topic because we, the viewers, don't want to watch small talk. And as we know, there's always conflict and rarely any resolution at group dinners. So Heather shares her low from the trip was feeling left out with Tamara and Shannon because they're friends again. I have to say Heather and which Heather acknowledges it's not Tamara and Shannon's fault. It's a Heather thing, not a Tamara and Shannon thing. But I have to say, Heather, the reason why you're feeling left out is because you don't have an actual friend on this show. You need to bring one of your actual friends on the show because in real life, I don't see Heather hanging out with this group of women. That's the most inauthentic thing about Heather's placement on this show. It's just that if I close my eyes and think like off season when these ladies aren't filming, who's hanging out? I could see Tamara, Vicky, uh, Shannon, Hanging out. I see Emily and Gina hanging out. 
I don't see Heather hanging out with any of them. So, like, Heather, if you don't want to feel like an island, or not feel like an island, feel like you're on an island on this show, you need to introduce one of your real-life friends to this show because you will always feel left out. Hate to break it to you, but you need to call one of your rich-ass friends and tell them, would you come on the show with me? That's the only way this is going to change your experience on the show. So then Heather decides to stretch her legs and then she walks away from the table and Heather broke cardinal, uh, a major cardinal rule. Don't get up from the table because you will become the topic of conversation after you walk away. And then uh, Heather comes back. I guess Heather's back hurts from all the outdoor activities from this Montana trip. So that's why Heather got up to walk it out a little bit. But Heather comes back, and Shannon gets weirdly emotional and is offended that the rekindling of Shannon and Tamara's friendship on this trip would be Heather's low. And, like, listen, I love me some Shannon Storms Bedore, but in this moment, I'm like, calm down, girl. Take another puff of that joint. It's not like you were re- you. excuse me. It's not like you were reunited with your long-lost sister. Tamara got fired from the show. It dragged your name through the mud and the press. That's why you and Tamara did not speak anymore. And I agree with Heather. She was just sharing how she felt. So I don't know why Tamara, I mean, not Tamara, Shannon's getting so triggered by Heather just sharing her feelings. And also, like, yeah, it, it does look like now that, you know, two-thirds of the Trace Amigas are back together, Heather has no one to hang out with. Heather doesn't even have Gina anymore. That friendship last season wasn't even believable. So, again, this is why Heather needs an actual friend on the show. So then Taylor shares her low, and her low is, you know, the confusion about the movie situation with Heather. And Taylor genuinely apologizes to Heather. And instead of accepting the apology at face value, Heather decides to reprimand Taylor. Heather, just accept the damn apology and see how things move forward from there. That's all you have to do. Accept the apology. Take note. Maybe you you can't rock with Taylor Armstrong like that. But, like, just take the apology Because housewives rarely apologize and admit their mistakes. So take the apology and move on from there. So then we get to Jen. And I've been waiting for this low and high from Jen. Because in this moment, I'm hoping that Jen calls out Tamara. And that's not exactly what happens. So Jen shares that one of her lows from the trip is how much... She triggers Gina, and then the waterworks start. So before I get into that, um, in this moment, I was like, oh, wow, Jen has a really good heart, and she's genuine, because the fact that her low is how she, her extramarital affair has triggered Gina just shows how compassionate and empathetic and sympathetic Jen actually is. So that was a moment that, like, it, it ticked a... I ticked a box in my head, um, and it made me like Jen more, honestly. 
So then Tamara asked Gina if she misses her life with her ex-husband, Matt. And Gina's like, no, it has nothing to do with Matt. She's just upset that she never allowed herself to fully process the death of her marriage. And I hate to use death, but I mean... Married people, formerly married people have often talked about how a divorce feels like a death. So that's why I use the word death. Don't come for me. Please don't come for me. And, you know, I believe that Gina did not allow herself to process her emotions and how she was feeling going through that situation with Matt. It's because Gina's mother. And probably her number one priority was making sure her kids were okay. So she put her feelings in a trunk, locked it away, and put it in the attic. And the problem is, now this trunk has fallen through the ceiling onto the ground. The trunk has broken open. You can't clasp it shut. And now everything that you put away in that trunk, now you're forced to deal with it. And I think that's why we're seeing all these emotions come up for Gina, because she has put a Band-Aid on a wound that is still bleeding. Hey, now, (laughs) don't let me turn into Oprah on this podcast. (laughs) Don't let me. (laughs) Watch out. (laughs) Watch out, Ayanla Fix My Life. (laughs) I love Ayanla Fix My Life. That's another podcast I love. It's called The R-Spot with Ayanla Van Zandt, produced by Shondaland, Shondaland, Shonda Rhimes. Um, And it's such a good podcast podcasts. You know, if you love introspective podcasts where you can learn about yourself and heal yourself through hearing the stories of other people and Ayanla helps people deal with their issues that they have not dealt with, listen, then Ayanla's podcast is for you. I don't miss an episode. New episodes come out every Wednesday. Love me some Ayanla Van Zandt. So, um, (laughs) sorry, listen, I'm sorry for that random tangent, but you know, if I like a podcast, I will plug a podcast on my podcast. I just have to go check that podcast out. But Gina gets mad at Heather because Heather said that she's concerned with how long Travis is going to put up with Gina's mess. And I agree with Heather. I agree with what she said, because if you don't take care of what's going on with you, And what you have not dealt with from the past, it will bleed into your other relationships, Gina. And I'm kind of disappointed that Gina got so upset that Jen couldn't continue with her lows so she could call out her shady ass friend, Tamara. But then we move on. (laughs) And I guess everyone's back in California. And Tamara and Eddie decide to go for a walk. And Tamara talks about the girl's trip to Montana. Tamara shares with Eddie that she was told that Ryan wanted to fuck her. And Eddie was like, oh, that's interesting. I was hanging out with a group of friends and one of my buddies told me to watch out for my wife because Ryan has a reputation of sleeping with married women around town. Listen, (laughs) this is a mess. This is a mess. Oh. All their dirty laundry is just being poured out onto the streets and on the show. 
And I mean, it's kind of annoying because I I don't really care about Jen's relationship with Ryan. I don't I don't care about Ryan showing his willy to other people. I don't care about Ryan sleeping with married women intentionally. And the reason why I don't care about the storyline really from Jen and Ryan is because Jen is new to the show. And so we have not gotten to we have not gotten to know Jen enough to care about her relationship. If you know what that means, like we don't know, we haven't experienced like when when Shannon experienced her situation with her ex-husband, David Bador, when he had an affair, we have built a relationship at that time. We had built a relationship with Shannon through the TV, even though we don't know her, we've gotten to know her. And so when that affair was shared, we genuinely felt bad for Shannon and we've been rooting for Shannon all these years. Jen doesn't have that same privilege with us, the audience, because we don't know her. We are just getting to know her. But I have to say, this is the most involved I've seen Eddie on the show. Eddie is giving his opinions. Eddie is spilling the tea. Eddie is contributing to spreading rumors about Jen and Ryan's relationship. Like, Eddie and Tamara came back on the show, and they were like, Eddie, Eddie was like, babe, I will do whatever I have to do within my own level of comfort to make sure that you don't get fired from the show again. And Eddie is doing the thing. And and so is Tamara. Doing the thing, thing, thing. So we get to this next scene, and it's with Jen and Ryan. And uh, Jen shares that Tamara shared that Ryan tried to screw Tamara. And Ryan's like, what? That's crazy. That's not true. Did you defend me? Did you deny this? And I mean, like, listen, I I can't tell in this moment whether Ryan is just, like, trying to defend himself or, like, if he's genuinely, like, this is not true. Because, you know, we've heard a lot of rumors, you know. Gina, at first, heard rumors about the relationship between Ryan and Jen. And then Tamara and Eddie, at this moment, have shared the most about Ryan and Jen. So I can't tell in this moment if Ryan is, like, truthfully denying these allegations. But also, I know, why would Ryan confirm these rumors on camera? You know? And so Ryan says that he thinks that people are jealous of them, and I'm thinking to myself, jealous of what? Your ugly leather pants, <laughs> like Sutton Strack said. But, like, seriously, jealous of what? Jealous of what? Your life is messy. Everything that we have allegedly found out about you, Ryan, and your girlfriend, Jen, who's now a housewife, it's messy. And I don't know anyone that would want that kind of mess in their life. So I don't know if jealousy is a thing. Um, you know, they're they're just unfortunately trying to make a good television show for us, the viewers. And unfortunately, you, Ryan and Jen are the collateral damage for our entertainment. But then Jen says in her confessional that Tamara's going to need to come to her because that's listen, listen, Jen, that's not how the show works. You're on the Real Housewives of Atlanta. This is not like, you know, this is a reality show, but like on this show, you don't necessarily handle things how you would handle things in the real world. You cannot expect Tamara Judge to come to you 
to have a discussion about the things that she has been saying in your face, but mostly behind your back. You're going to have to go to Tamara to confront this situation. Tamara's not going to come to you because she's too busy stirring the pot and revealing your dirty laundry around town and on national television. Tamara does not have time to come to you, Jen. Get it together, Jen. You're going to learn the hard way, unfortunately. You are going to learn the hard way. So we get to the last scene of this episode, and we are with Gina and Travis. Uh, We're at their place, and they sit down to talk. Gina shares how she's upset at Heather for Lord knows what, because I'm confused. And I guess she's mad at Heather for suggesting that uh, Gina deals with her issues before she scares Travis away. I don't know. Is that the issue? But I have to say this conversation between Gina and Travis highlighted to me for the first time how level-headed Travis is because he shares that he has always found Heather Dubrow to be very thoughtful and maybe she's going through something and Travis shares how hard it is for him to be away from his kids for a long period of time and how Heather has two kids leaving the house at the same time. And then Gina's like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. She's probably going through a hard time. And then Gina goes right back in to her mess. Right back into it. I'm like, damn, Gina. Like, I don't even even want to talk about this scene anymore because I find it annoying. And I feel bad that I find it annoying because Gina in this moment is being open, honest, and vulnerable. But because things are not adding up with what Gina has shared with us, I can't connect to it. I can't empathize for her. I can sympathize for her, but I can't empathize for her. I really can't. And then I'm like, Gina, take a cue from your man, Travis, He's trying to gently lead you down the exit ramp from this unnecessary emotional spiral that you're currently going down this season on the show, but especially in this episode in the last one. And she can't even see that because she has not dealt with the wounds of her life that she decided to put a Band-Aid on when she's still bleeding. And listen, she cries some more. She complains some more about Heather. I can't anymore. I can't. <laughs> that, that was today's recap of the Real Housewives of Orange County. I am kind of exhausted by this episode. Like, this is the first episode of the season where I'm like, uh, didn't have much fun watching this episode. I was mostly annoyed. But, um, yes, I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Um, listen, I have a treat for you next week. I'm going to, ooh, you'll hear about this treat on next Wednesday's episode. I'm going to reveal what I have for you. It has something to do with below deck sailing yacht, but because it has not happened yet, I don't want to jinx it, so I don't want to reveal it. So like when we get to next week, when we get to next week's episode, I will reveal this little secret and I'm very excited and I'm I'm very excited about it because that means that this podcast is making traction. We are doing things. 
things are happening. And I'm so grateful for the support. I'm so grateful that you guys are subscribing to the podcast, even though I've asked several times that you guys reach out to me in my DMs on Twitter and on Instagram and that you follow me. And I'm not really getting the follows and the DMs. That's okay because you guys are downloading the podcast episodes. And at this point in the game, that is all that matters to me. So all is forgiven. But I'm still going to plug my podcast, especially since I didn't do it on the last podcast episode. So I'm going to say, please subscribe, please like, and please review the podcast. Give us a... some good reviews, some four or five star reviews, nothing less than four, but I would prefer five. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Bravo T with Jared B. You can follow us on Twitter at Bravo T with JB. You can also follow us on threads. It's the same handle as the Instagram handle. Also, we have a TikTok account. I don't know the name of that account. It has something to do with Bravo T with Jared B. I'm new to TikTok. I'm not into the TikTok. But now that I have a podcast, I realize having a TikTok um, is important because the level of engagement that your content gets on that platform seems to be much uh, bigger than the engagement I get on Instagram and Twitter. So that's all I have to say. I love you guys so much for listening. I hope you have a great weekend. That's all the Bravo tea I have for you. Have a good one.